Hey everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. Andrew, two questions for you yes, to sir. kick off this week's episode. One, how great was that episode? And two, how frustrated have you been this week and again today waiting for me to sort myself out so that we could actually record this podcast? Dude, Maybe answer the second question first. For, okay, second question. You know, you just you tried to show me up in our Star Wars group chat and I was just like not having it. I'm like, you know what, dude? I have been trying to get this podcast going for like three days and you just ghosted me and that's cool. You ghost yoded me. I don't even care. Um, and my excuse was I said okay to your suggestion and then forgot to send it. Exactly. And so I've had an okay message sitting in my outbox for three days now. I was, um, I was wondering why it was taking you so long to type. like Zach has been typing for three days. <laughs> What's he saying to me? And then today, I think we were going to do this podcast at 3 o'clock, then at 4 o'clock, then at 5 o'clock, then at 5.30, and now it's closer to 6 o'clock, and I finally sorted myself out. So, Jeez, you know, it's not, it's not like I've been sitting by my phone the whole day or anything. <laughs> Once again, folks, just-in-time coverage of the last week's episode before you go and watch this week's episode of The Mandalorian. We were doing so well. We were, like, kind of on a backtrack. We were getting, you know, uh, earlier and earlier before the, the, the next episode, and now we're back to recording the last week's episode review on the next week's episode release day. I think that yeah. all made sense, yeah. That This is all completely my fault, so I apologize. I'm going to make it up to you. I'm going to give you the best oral you've ever had of your life on this pod, so just make eye contact with me. I'm pulling my hair back, and my mouth and tongue are going to do magical things to you right now. I feel so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> How great was that episode, Andrew? How oh, great was man. episode six, The Tragedy? So good. Dude, there were so many good things about this episode, like... You know, from obviously just Boba Fett in action to Slave One showing up like in full force, dude. Uh, it, it just went, you know, when 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 Boba Fett like shows up in his armor, like it's just like when he like finally gets it back, it's like, dude, all bets are off. I and it was kind of like for me, um, the, the 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 Jedi, as in it didn't feel like there was a lot happening, but a lot happened. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Even that little bit at the start where he's just getting used to calling Grogu by his name and how happy he is to see uh, Grogu huh? respond. Huh? And then they're playing catch and I'm like, oh, this is this is going to be a filler episode, but I'm yeah. okay with it because it feels like it's going to be a pretty chill filler episode. And then the tragedy mm. pops up on the screen and I'm like, uh, what do you mean the tragedy? What does yeah. that mean? What do you yeah. mean? It was, I, do you know what? From start to finish, it was just kind of one of those... It wasn't quite nail-biting, but at the same time, it kind of was. It's like, okay, so we're hooking him up to this cosmic cell phone to, <laughs> to, 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 call, to call someone or other. And it's like, and I just, I just love Mando just trying to get this kid's attention. Like, kid, we have to go. Yep. We, and he keeps trying to get past this force field. It's like, at first, you don't succeed. Uh, just and go it's again, just like, apparently. Oh, what's going to happen? Like, they're getting closer and closer, and dude's still on hold calling the Cosmic Jedi. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. It was, It was. I think they said the second shortest episode of the series to date, 33 yeah. minutes. And it was probably less than that once you take out previously on and then, mm. you know, the, the lengthy credits at the end. And it just, it didn't, like, it didn't slow down in any spot. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it was really one fight scene. It yeah, was it, one it was, extended fight scene. That's what I mean. Like, it didn't feel like a lot went on, but a lot went It was just like the whole thing was just in on this planet waiting for these things to get closer to the child. And um, it was just one big... It was like a... I, 
In a movie, I would say if this was a movie, uh, the fight scene was too long. Mm, uh, yes. Because um, I'm not a fan of really long action sequences in movies, yep. but it just works in man. I don't know why. It just works. And yeah. I don't know why. I really enjoyed it. I didn't, I didn't really, I couldn't. The only thing that I kind of faulted in this episode was the CGI. There's something off about the movement of like a lot of things. That's odd for you because I, I saw you guys say that and I watched it the first time on my iPad, so a much smaller screen. And then when I, uh, later on in the week, I watched it again on my big 75-inch TV and I was looking for the herky-jerky animation that you and Mills had talked about it was, it in was, our group chat. It was just like right when they when they exit the troop carrier, it's just they looked kind of weird running. And it was weird because I was like, I don't think that's CGI, but it doesn't look, it just looks... They're just yeah. bad runners. They just didn't cast athletes, obviously. Maybe, I, I guess. Maybe they should have like laced up their brooks or their vapor flies <laughs> or whatever the hell. Uh, but yeah, um, and I didn't see what Mills. To, to, to be honest, with the CGI of the um, the uh, the things that took him in the end, the flying. Oh, the dark troopers. The dark troopers. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with them. They're but... mechanical robot cyborg type things. I got a very early Iron Man, Voltron, uh, not Voltron, um, the guy from Ultron, Ultron. Uh, type feel to them. Yeah. But that, I think that's kind of in keeping with the characters. Like they're not meant to be fluid, flexible type things. No, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with those uh, VFX, really. Yeah. Well, the listener's always is Mills is wrong. So just, you know, make sure that, you do that. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, that, that works. Um, so in terms of, um, once again, the hypothesis that, and we'll talk about this later, this series is not casting big name actors only yeah. to have them appear for one episode. Mm. So Fennec Shard, who we saw killed uh, in season one, not dead. She's yeah, back. She's Ming back. Na Wen, the voice of Mulan, um, Melinda May from the Agents of Shield. She's back. She's got that new toit cybernetic torso with the the, the robot guts and everything. Yeah, and she's putting that core strength to use, kicking rocks down hills. And, and now she and Mando and Boba are like, you know, this badass trio. Yeah. And I really, I really liked the dynamic between the three. It was funny because I think, and I said, I think I said this in the, in the group chat, uh, I expected there to be like a, like a, like a, like a double cross. I don't know why. Do you know me too. I, mean? I thought there would be. I absolutely thought there'd be a double cross at some point. But and it just I, like didn't come. And no. it, in that sense, I don't know if I'm disappointed or I don't think I am. I, I, I just really enjoyed the dynamic. But especially when she was like, you know, abort, abort, abort. We got to protect the child. I was like, nah, he's not going to. He's going to keep going. That's what I thought. Yeah. But, but it was just, it was kind of easy. They're subverting our expectations. Like yeah. they know that Star Wars fans are just so fluent with the tropes of the genre and they're just turning them around on us every chance they get it's it's awesome yeah i i really i like i said i i don't know that it's a disappointed feel i think it's just mm. a surprise shocked kind of cool this is a cool yeah. dynamic now they're they're like with him they're gonna obviously boba fett's gonna be now a main character and fennec as well and i'm like yeah man bring it on i, mm. I just i well yeah we'll, we'll continue and then i'll talk about that once we get to it yeah. My favorite thing of the episode, though, was that I didn't spend $150 buying a Lego set of the Razor's Crest because that thing ain't coming back now. No. Bye. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, I was really sad. Yeah. Like, really, it was like... I And I think I get too emotional sometimes because I, I got to tell you, I watched um, Bill and Ted Face the Music today. Okay. Uh, you know, the long-awaited third Bill and Ted movie. 
And I, I won't spoil anything, but at the end, I kind of had tears in my eyes. And I was like, what the hell? This is a Bill and Ted movie. Why am I crying? And so, like, when... The, and, and I thought about that today. I was like, this is... I get too emotional with stuff. So when, like, the Razor Crest was destroyed, I was like, not okay. I was like, dude, this is like... This is like Mando's home. We spent the first four episodes of this season trying to get this damn thing fixed. I know. And now you're telling me that it just gets blown up like that? Do you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember... There was a GIF... Oh, it wasn't really a gift. It was a short video floating around a few years ago, and it was Darth Vader in a baseball stadium, uh, and it was a stormtrooper pitched a baseball to him, and he whacks it with his lightsaber really hard, and it hits the Death Star in space, and it explodes, and you just see Vader just like look, drop his lightsaber, like oh Christ, what did I just do? That's kind <laughs> of what this reminded me of. It's like wow, it's just gone. Yeah. What have we done? Yeah. We can't sell any more of those. No. No, no. Um, we, it's. I mean, I guess you could get the Lego thing and not put it together, and it's already together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just tip it out on the table. There we go. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's oh. a fun time. So, is there anything else you took from the, uh, the the fight scene on the planet? You know, the the Boba Fett running around, finally getting his armor back. The knee rockets were cool. Yeah, the little the, rockets to shoot out of the knee. That was it, awesome. It was just really like bad, like. As soon as he straps on that armor and, like, he starts using all of his little doodats and everything, it's like, dude, this guy's beat, like, he's beast. Like, he's really just a boss. He just, like, knows exactly what he's doing. He just, ah, it's just so good. It's like he hasn't yeah. worn this armor in, what, we're going to say, what, 30 years? Yep. Um, well, it depends on when this is set, I guess. Well, that's a good point. Um, yeah. But he's just, like, back in it. He's just taking control of these ever useless stormtroopers that yeah. we are now at a point in cinema where we actually <laughs> a stormtrooper shoots you and you stroll casually out of the way of the blaster bolt. I don't know if you notice that but there's a scene where Fennec actually yeah. just strolls slowly out of the way and I'm like is that what we're doing with stormtroopers now? There's always been this thing that blaster bolts have been as fast as you know a fast pitched baseball. Yeah they're so, not or they're not light speed, you know. They're heavy objects that, you know, theoretically, if you can hit a baseball or hit a cricket ball or hit a tennis ball, you can see a blaster bolt approaching. They're definitely which is slower than a crossbow dart or okay. a bow and arrow, I, I feel. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's kind of been the thing. But but now they're really taking the piss. I mean, it's kind of like quicksilver bullet yeah. time, slowing everything down. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it's it's... I mean, it's just a big, it's it's a big thing that I guess will never age well. It's like, all right, here we are. We've got like a hundred stormtroopers all shooting at us. None of them can hit us. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mando did get hit a bit, but now he's like, you know, all Beskar. Um, yeah. Except so he, it's like, he's not all Beskar. They're only hitting the bits of the Beskar. So mm. they're good aims in that they can do that. And they miss his exposed legs and underside of his arms. But yeah. yeah. There you go. Mm. Speaking of Beskar, that's the only thing that, of course, survived the, uh, you know, Chekhov's Beskar. Yeah, yeah. So tell me that's not coming back at some point. That's I was gonna say that's gonna definitely be a big plot point at some point. <laughs> yep. A lot of points. Um but yeah. Yeah. Um and so then next week, obviously, you know, Mando's pretty upset at mm. the end of it losing Grogu, goes back uh to see Cara June again. She's now a marshal in the the Rebel Alliance, but you know, she's gonna help him out a little bit. Yep. And they've got to go do a prison break to get back. Miggs Mayfield, or the character that Bill Burr played 
in the season one prison break episode. Right. And I'm like, really? We're going back to that well again? Like, yeah. I thought it was weird in season, in episode two, when they referenced that in terms of how the, the rebel X-Wing pilots let him off. Yeah. And I'm like, and so now we're going back to it again, that guy? Mm. It's, it's kind of like when Avengers Endgame tried to make Thor the Dark World important by going back and doing that. Yeah. It feels like they're trying to make that episode from season one be a bigger deal now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I get... I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is behind that because they have so much stuff to choose from. Why go back to something? He was like a that? shooter sniper dude. Like, what skills yeah. does he have that they can't get elsewhere? But yeah, exactly. Like, I was, in, I was like, you know, bring somebody cool in. Like, there's only two episodes to go in this season, and yeah. there's a lot to do. And it yeah. feels like next week is just going to be a prison break episode. Right. I'm like, and compare that to season one where we had that awesome two parter. Like, you know, they left us at the end of um, the last, second last episode, just like desperate for more, yeah. like a drowning man in the desert. And now we're going to go off and we're going to go hang out with Bill Burr for mm. 30 minutes, 40 minutes or so. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they wrap up this season because you're right. It's they're They've got like a really tough act to follow from season one. They've got, look, they've got a tough act to follow with this season in of itself. <sighs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously the reveal of Ahsoka the um, the reveal of Boba Fett, even the first episode, the Marshall, um, like they've got to tie all that up, beat that with the season finale, which who knows what they're gonna. It's obviously gonna be something with um, uh, Moff Gideon. Yeah, you, you assume so. You would imagine, um, but but what is? But, uh, but then again, they've subverted our expectations. What if? The end of this season is Moff going, actually, no, I'm not going to fight you and just whipping off and the, the rest of them sitting there going, well, what happened? There was meant to be a Titanic yeah. showdown and he's just said, nope. And now we have to go chase him across the galaxy for season three. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would imagine what I would think is that, and I don't know how this would work with the timeline that we have left, is that Moff Gideon somehow finds a way to pin the child up against Mando. Hmm. I, I yeah. don't know, I don't know how that works in such a little uh, he, time. He was showing dark tendencies. He yeah. was force choking dudes around that cell, and that's and that's kind of what I mean. That's what Ahsoka like started talking about. Like that's going to be a pro like you can't bring that into the um, the 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 plot without it eventually coming to fruition. It was kind of like what I said uh, on our back and forth on Messenger, where you know at the beginning of sometimes an episode you have this little plot point that seemingly means nothing but then all of a sudden it comes back in a big way yep. and i think that that's going to have to be maybe if not this season it's going to i feel happen eventually nothing they do is wasted no. so everything they do is very very deliberate for mm. they, they lay that track in case something needs to go along it at later for sure that's it i did like the the feeling i got as moff gideon went to see the child in the cell it felt like when darth vader was going to see leia in a new hope yeah um, it had that same sort of camera angle and then instead of yeah. the door opening and her standing there defiant you had grogu just throwing dudes around he's just like he definitely murdered those uh prison guards they're, <laughs> they're dead. dead they're yeah. absolutely dead yeah you, you don't survive that and then he just has a little nap and then he wakes up he's got little baby cuffs on yeah, are, they, are they custom or do they have those lying around i think they have those lying around for a okay. rainy day with you know ewoks and such there's a good point. There's a lot of different species in the Star Wars. It's speciest yeah. of us to assume they only have them in human sizes. Speciest, oh my god. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. It, it's just very. I think. 
I'm just yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing what what they're going to do with tonight's episode. Yeah, um, token athletics hip tie in. Um, we haven't done one of these uh, for a couple of episodes because there no. really hasn't been something. No, but uh, Mando showing some great form on the hill repeats. Mm, great dude. strength builder hill repeats. I tell you what, though, I, these actors must be in tight. Sh- like they would have because with the amount of takes that they're doing, because yep. they're not doing this in one take. Dude, no. they'd be tired as hell at the end of these. Well, the damn story made him go up and down that hill four times alone. Yeah. So when you think about how many times he actually do, needed to do the actual take. Um, I mean, even if you're doing each take three times only, that's yeah. still 12 times that you're sprinting essentially up that thing until the director yeah. calls cut. And that's the tip with hill repeats. Run up them as hard as you can and then recover on the way down or, or learn how to run fast going down. Yeah. Um, I, I think the one thing about the whole hill repeat thing is it kind of was a bit of a plot contrivance because why did he have to put his jetpack down when they were having that show off? Like, what, put your blaster away maybe, but why yeah. take the jetpack off? The jetpack yeah. you took off so that you have to run off the hill so you arrive too late so that they can get away with Grogu. Yeah. Like, it was, it was a little bit too plot. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, well, that's kind of like Star Wars in a nutshell, isn't it? It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, true. It's kind of like plot devices that are convenient when they need to be. You're like right. It. I'm going to go return all this stuff I've bought. Do you reckon I can get my money back? Definitely not. No, okay. That's wasted. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that, that's why we love it. Because I think that's part of the reason why we love Star Wars is because it is the writing not is not great. It doesn't make sense. It's silly, but it's fun and and we know that going into it yeah it's like we know it's going to be contrived and kind of weird but we accept it because we've always accepted it it's star wars we love it and we love to hate it you know as we know from our worst of podcast so did you want to talk about anything else from this episode because um what i want to talk about is today is also mando day and and we got some news today in the world of star wars oh yeah we stuff that has come out too yeah 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 yeah. there's a lot there's like a lot of news that kind of came out of the woodwork not just with star wars but and really surprising like normally i'm kind of hearing stuff but no they this a lot of this was brand new yeah um so they've announced a new ahsoka tano spin-off which will be set in the same time frame as the mandalorian yep um they've announced yeah they've announced a lando spin-off uh they're doing a series called rangers of the new republic they're doing a mystery thriller called star wars the acolyte um they're doing a new Star Wars film called Rogue Squadron, which is going to be directed by Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman fame. So that's awesome. They're doing an animated series called The Bad Bunch. They've released a first look at the Rogue One prequel Andor, and then finally, and this one I heard no one talk about, Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth yeah. Vader in an Obi Wan Kenobi series, which is set ten years after Revenge of the Sith. Which I makes mean, you kind of wonder. Why do they need? I mean, I mean, I'm assuming because I haven't seen Hayden Christensen do much, so I'm I'm assuming he's excited to work. I think he could do with a paycheck. Yeah, like, mm. but it's just weird that they would go there. I mean, it's the nostalgia factor, but really, do they? They don't really need him because it's dark, It's Vader at this point. Yeah, I just unless he's going to have the mask off, but I don't mm. want the mask off of Darth Vader. No, like, I, I don't want I don't want that. I don't want to see that until Return of the Jedi and even that little moment in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's a lot of big news to come out just randomly on one day. There's like three or four things there, which if they came out on their own, that would set the internet ablaze for like a 48-hour news cycle. Yeah. I just think this is just astonishing. I mean, Indiana, how can they possibly do all this? Indiana Jones 5 is going to start filming too. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, they're going to start <laughs> filming that in spring. He is 78 years old. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Someone's going to lose something in the library of the retirement home that he's in. He's going to have to go find that. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I just, I, it's, it's crazy. You know, they're really, ca and I don't find, I'm, I'm, I have no problem with this. They're really cashing in on the nostalgia factor. Um, you know, Bill and Ted, you know, they're coming out with the new Ghostbusters movie eventually. Mm. Um, you know, all the Star Wars, the Indiana Jones, it, they're really, really going for it. Uh, even like television shows. I just watched the reboot of Saved by the Bell, which was a oh right. And I read I, about that the other day. It was it was awful, but you know what? I loved it because the some of the characters were in it, and it was just as bad as I remember Saved by the Bell being. But it's just like you know what? When when people complain that Hollywood has run out of ideas, I don't think that that's true. I think it's just people who want to have their own spin on something that they loved as children, and now they have the opportunity to and. You know what? Even if they have run out of ideas, which I doubt, because if you actually research films and television and things that are coming out, you can find so much original, so many original things. But it's still, it's still good. It, it, and, and the charm of these reboots and these nostalgia shows is, is that they are bad, and mm. they they know that they're bad, but they do it anyway. Yeah. Do you think the um, Cobra Kai series is the one that restarted all this? The whole I, grab the characters from the first thing and then literally get those same characters back the 20 I, years later? Yeah, I feel like that had some... I feel like, yes. I mean, of course, they were doing remakes and reboots. You know, not like this. Oh, I mean, Fuller like House. Fuller Full House, House is probably an example. That, that came out of after Cobra Kai, didn't it? I think it was close. I, I was, it would be one of those two. I can't really think of anything that literal, yeah. a, a remake or a sequel. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I... I think you're right because it did start like Fuller House, Cobra Kai, Girl Meets World, uh, yep. Saved by the. I think you're right. I think Cobra Kai really did kind of start it, which I'm excited for season three, by the way. Mm. Um, but it's just really interesting to see. And it's actually really exciting because actors and filmmakers who, like I said before, who have loved these things growing up now have an opportunity to be part of them, which is mm. just phenomenal. Do you think they've kicked the tires on a Buffy reboot? Um, do you know, I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen a mm. Buffy reboot. Um, I know they did a bunch of the sequels in the comics. So there is a, a in-canon season eight, and I think even a season nine and a season six of Angel. Like, there is yeah. canon uh, continuity that he did in comics that Joss Whedon did. But, I mean, some of those guys must be sitting around going, hey, we can get together and make a couple of million mm. here just doing a Buffy reboot. I mean, that thing it's sell. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the problem is you'd need Joss Whedon to sign off on it, and, and yeah. really, he doesn't need to do it. No, <laughs> you good know, point. He's doing so well with everything. Although, I mean, he's, he's had some interesting things. If you've been watching what's been happening with the Justice League reshoot and some of the feedback coming out about him there, maybe he could do with getting an easy win. Yeah, yeah, mate, I suppose. Um, bring on the Justice League Snyder Cut, by the way. Yeah, well, um, he doesn't need the money, and he doesn't need the creative no. outlet, but maybe he just needs the karma. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I wouldn't put it past it, but I don't think if we don't get it in the next two years, we're probably not going to get it. No, true. Um, but I've been wrong many times before. Mm. Giles from Buffy and Angel was in Ted Lasso. Have you watched that yet? No. 
you have to watch Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is one of the best shows to come out this year. Okay. It, it, was, it was just the perfect anti-COVID isolation tonic. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it's joy in a 30-minute episode. Okay, do you know what, for just, me, the best anti-COVID tonic was? What? The, like, $3,000 worth of stupid stuff <laughs> behind me that I bought while we were in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool. Material things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so, so get back to Star Wars. Which of those things that they announced today, apart from the Ahsoka Tano sequel, because I think that would be your number one, which of those other ones are you most excited by? I would have been most excited about the Knights of the Old Republic 3 if it came out, but it's not. Mm -hmm. um, no? I would say... Dude, I feel like it's a tie between Obi-Wan, the Kenobi series, and maybe Acolyte. Yeah, okay. I, I think Obi-Wan Kenobi series with the addition of Hayden Christensen, I just want to see how that goes. That could yeah. be an absolute train wreck, and it's going to be wonderful to watch. Yeah. And anything Patty Jenkins does, um, I think, is good. So the Rogue Squadron sequel, I feel like it's going to be one of those things which will just fill in some of the gaps and show us the behind-the-scenes stuff. And if they yeah. if they can do it like Mando, where it kind of drifts close to the main continuity, then drifts away again, you know, I love that. Yeah, I mean, like I'll be honest, with you, I wasn't a huge fan of like Rogue One and Solo and everything. So I'm like, I'll watch it when like Rogue Squadron and um, the whatever the hell comes out. Um, I'll watch it, of course, because it's Star Wars. Yeah. But I was, I'm not, I'm not so gung ho about it because, like, I don't even remember Rogue One. I mean, I remember Rogue One. Okay. But like, it was kind of like, like I don't remember it like the old Star Wars movies. When like, did you watch it again? I I watched it. Um, I think right before we did the worst of. So oh, okay. Like a few months ago. Oh, well, that's pretty recent then. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean. Go I yeah. went to a run with Daryl a couple of weeks ago, and he said the exact opposite. He right. was like, he'd watched it again, and he was like, wow, that last 45 minutes. The problem with Rogue One is that the conversation always starts with, wow, the last 45 minutes of that film's really good. Yeah, and you got to wait an hour before you get yeah. to it. Yeah, so it's, that's just the problem with it. So, so, And by the time that happens, you lose focus, and you just... Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, any more to add for this week's episode? No, I, th I think that that's it. We'll get this out just in time for the next one to come out. <laughs> they really seem to know what they're doing, these Star Wars folks. Um, you know, I've got a feeling this thing might catch on. I think so. I think it, yeah. might, it might hang on there. Right on. Well, if that's, uh, if that's all that we have to say about the latest episode of The Mandalorian and all the Star Wars news, I've been Andrew. I've been Zach. I have spoken. And this has been the podcast that hopes to inspire you in a galaxy far, far away to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We will catch you next time.